1: wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.
0: ES Audio.
1: From the Evening Standard in London, I'm
2: John Weeks and this is The Leader. As the cost of living crisis continues, online shopping now looks to have been struck by a drop in spending. According to the Office for National Statistics, online sales dropped by 7.9% in March, following on from a 6.9% fall in February. The ONS also revealed a fall in fuel sales volumes of 3.8% as prices at the pumps remain high. It's all part of an overall 1.4% drop in sales in March. So how are people's behaviours changing and what does this mean for the wider economy? Rachel Burford, the Evening Standard's political reporter, joins me now. So Rachel, these figures come as no surprise, do they?
0: Well, I think they're possibly a little worse than some people thought they might be. But no, I mean, I think the cost of living crisis has been sort of widely covered now and families are really starting to feel the pinch. People in their pay packets this month will start seeing their extra tax rise. I mean, you can just go into a shop and see the amount normal staples like food and, you know, bread have gone up. So I think, yeah, it's it's no surprise that people are stopping buying things they don't necessarily need and that aren't essentials. As a whole, it wasn't quite as bleak as it was for online. I think as a whole, sales volumes dropped um, by 1.4% in the month, which obviously is a much faster rate than it was in February. But they do remain sort of 2.2% above the pre-COVID levels of February 2020. So it's not all doom and gloom. But I think, yeah, the online drop does show people are definitely cutting out those non-essential purchases.
2: And we've also seen a drop in fuel sales. Do you think people are opting for public transport more often or just cutting down on trips in the car?
0: I think it's a mixture. So in London, you know, obviously a lot of people use public transport already, especially younger people who don't, maybe don't have access to cars. But people are definitely, I think, not taking unnecessary trips as much as they were before. I think, you know, maybe those sort of day trips you would have gone to on a weekend. And it was quite a sort of big boom after the pandemic and restrictions started to ease of people going out to things and doing things a bit more because we hadn't been able to in so long but that's sort of starting to tail off a bit now and petrol prices and diesel prices are reaching records record highs so there is definitely a you know a sense that families and households are thinking oh do I really need to take this trip do I really need to do this because you know I I possibly need that money to pay for
2: other things now. And we've already seen this week, Netflix subscribers are down for the first time in more than a decade. That's partly been put down to the cost of living crunch. It's not looking good for any businesses at the moment, is it?
0: (laughs) No, it's not. And I think the thing with Netflix is obviously a lot of people signed up during the pandemic when we weren't able to go outside as well. So a lot of people spent a lot of time indoors watching things like Netflix. And I think people got through quite a lot of of shows on those video subscription services so maybe that's part of it too people are going back to work you know they've got commutes to do now they've um you know can go outside to the park the weather's a bit nicer um so that'll be part of it too but also i do think people are now you know looking at their monthly budgets and monthly costs you've got these huge rises in energy bills huge rises in fuel fuel bills tax rises People are going to be looking at their bank statements and saying, where can I cut money out? And it's going to be things like things that aren't necessary, you know, like video subscription services, um, you know, going out, buying, you know, maybe sort of clothes and online shopping. And they're going to be the things that
2: people do cut out. And does this mean we'll see a push from the likes of Amazon and eBay now and other online retailers trying to tease customers into purchases with, you know, constant notifications and emails and things like that?
0: Perhaps. Yeah, I think, you know, we've been kind of spoiled with, you know, cheap online products. Places like Amazon, they do sell things very cheaply and very quickly. You know, you can order something and get it, you know, 10 p.m. that day, which is has become a sort of staple and something people have quite relied on during the pandemic. So, you know, we could see them trying to tempt people. Obviously, Amazon has such a sort of or companies like Amazon have such a sort of hold on our lives in many ways, you know, People might not just have, if you've got an Amazon Prime subscription, you know, you might have access to the TV, the Amazon Firesticks, you know, TV subscriptions, you know, you might have an Alexa in your house and use all those sort of things. So they may rely on, you know, people not wanting to give up the convenience of having these subscriptions to these companies um, and they become so reliant on them. But also at the same time, you know, when people are looking to make cuts in their household budgets wherever they can... They may be one of the things that,
2: that do go. And so going forward with people spending less, what's the knock-on effect going to be on the economy? Because you've got things like couriers as well, who obviously deliver online goods. They're going to struggle as well, aren't they?
0: Yeah, it's a huge knock-on effect because, I mean, like you said, you've got couriers that deliver things. You know, I think places like Amazon and your supermarkets like Tesco, they employ huge amounts of people during the pandemic because everyone was ordering everything online. And they're going to be, you know, possibly cutting jobs now. People aren't doing that as much. And people are deciding just to go to the shop to buy the bare essentials they need. And then, you know, once people start cutting out their spending, you know, people do start losing losing jobs. And that does sort of shrink the economy. And I think there has been, you know, several economists are, you know, quite worried. I think one said this morning that it wouldn't take much to push the UK into recession in the summer.
2: And I was going to ask, you know, is this going to be a temporary drop or will it get worse? What exactly are the economists saying?
0: Obviously, inflation is rising still, continuing to rise. And that is a significant problem. I think it's at 7% at the moment. Some economists are saying, you know, it could reach double figures, could reach 10% by August, which is quite a sort of scary thought. And I think the energy price cap as well is expected to go up again later this year. So they are problems. Some aren't quite so glum about it. You know, a good summer, you know, nice weather could help pubs, restaurants, etc. And I think some people are saying, well, maybe the cost of living crisis, extras on bills, etc. That could start petering out. You've got in July, the government are um, increasing the national insurance threshold. So people might be a bit better off then. So, I mean, it's a big mixed bag. There's obviously the war in Ukraine as well that's happening at the moment. You know, we don't quite know what's going to happen with that and the knock-on effect. That's already having a knock-on effect on energy prices, on food prices. But what is going to be the long-term impact of that and, you know, how long that goes on for, that's all sort of up in the air at the moment. So it's all sort of slightly hard to predict.
2: And what options are on the table for the governments to try to ease this crisis even further?
0: Well, the Chancellor, Rishi Sunak, earlier this year, he announced some measures, particularly to help with the huge cost of energy bills, um, because they've really spiralled. So people living in homes, that council tax bands A to D, should be getting their council tax rebates of £150 this month to help that. We've got the loan coming, the £200 loan, to help with energy bills as well. The national insurance threshold is rising in July, which should sort of help some of the lower paid people with the national insurance rises that are happening. So there are some mitigation measures that are going through. But, you know, a lot of people are saying these aren't enough, particularly for the lowest paid people, you know, people on benefits who have not seen rises in their benefits who are really struggling
2: There's more on this story in the Evening Standard newspaper and at standard.co.uk. That's The Leader. We're back on Monday at 4pm.
1: Hi, I'm Lawrence Telaglio, host of the Evening Standard rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance.